It's been an incredible service. It's been an incredible conference entitled The Mountain. And today we're going to study the Word of God because the Bible is the way that we get to the mountain. Let's go to Luke chapter 11. The title of today's uh, sermon is Unshakable Mountain. How can we be unshakable? We know that God's mountain in heaven is unshakable. Yet, however, here on earth, we can be very shakable. How, as disciples, do we become unshakable so that God can use us not only to make it to heaven, but to help many to make it? Amen? It's incredible what the Sages World Sector is doing, evangelizing the northeast of the United States of America. Also, it's incredible that the Sages World Sector is in charge of evangelizing all of India and the surrounding nations. Amen? And also, uh, Matt has always had a dream for the Caribbean. Amen? It's always been his dream. And, and we got a dream to plant these churches in the Caribbean. I know we have many here who have that background. Who wants to plant Dominican Republic? Who wants to plant Puerto Rico? Jamaica? Cuba? We need to dream. We need to dream. And, and, and along God's vision, using Matt and Helen and others, will enable us to plant those churches. Yet, we need to be unshakable. Let's go to Luke chapter 11. In verse 5, then he said to them, suppose one of you has a friend. And he goes to him at midnight and says, friend, lend me three loaves of bread because my, a friend of mine on a journey has come to me and I have nothing to set before him. Then the one inside answers, don't bother me. The door's already locked and my children are with me in bed. I can't get up and give you anything. I tell you, though, he will not get up to give him bread because he is a friend. Yet because of the man's boldness, he will get up and give him as much as he needs. So I say to you, ask and it will be given to you. Seek and you will find. Knock and the door will be opened to you. For everyone who asks, receives. And he who seeks, finds. And to him who knocks, the door will be open. Amen? Amen. We love the scriptures, don't we not? The scripture here is talking about seeking things that we want from the Lord. Amen? And the Bible says that if we seek, we will what? Fine. If you seek, you will? However, we don't read the whole passage. Let's keep reading it. What, what do we really need to seek from God according to the context of the passage? 11. Which of your fathers, if your son asks for a fish, will give him a snake instead? It's not a very good father right there. <laughs> Verse 12. If he asks for an egg, he will give him a scorpion. Up to there, everything's cool. Now check this strange verse here, verse 13. If you then, though you're evil, know how to give good gifts to your children, okay, how much more will your Father in heaven give the Holy Spirit to those who ask him? Many years I did not understand the scripture. Doesn't make sense. We already have the Holy Spirit. We're already disciples. Amen? 
But the Bible says here that we need to ask for the Holy Spirit. I'm here to tell you, you have the Holy Spirit if you're a Christian. But that did not, does not mean that you are full of the Holy Spirit. There's a difference in having the Spirit and being full of the Holy Spirit of God. It's a difference. Being full of the Spirit is something that happens, biblically, I don't have the time, temporarily. You are full of, let's say, food every day. Amen? If you eat today, what's going to happen tomorrow? You're going to get hungry. There's still food in your intestines and all that. I mean, there's always food in your system. And eventually your body eats your own body. But the body always, ha always has a sort of food. You have the Holy Spirit, but that does not mean that you're full of the Holy Spirit. In order to be unshakable, you and I need to be full of the Holy Spirit of God. Amen? In order to evangelize these nations, in order to evangelize Miami, you need to be full of the Holy Spirit of the Lord. But how? How do we get full of the Holy Spirit? Well, we need to understand this principle. You, you need to ask to be full of the Holy Spirit. You need to ask. And, and, and like I said, it's, temporar it's tempor temporarily. You get full today, you need to get full of the Holy Spirit tomorrow. You get full today, you need to get full of the Holy Spirit in the afternoon. Amen? Being full of the Holy Spirit is being full of God. But how do you do that? that those are the people that God uses powerfully. We're going to look at four ways that you can be full of the Holy Spirit. So you can be unshakable in your relationship with your God. Amen? Number one, pray radically. Look at Acts 4. Let's go there quickly. Acts 4. The disciples were being persecuted. Yet they pray to God. And look what happens. In verse 29. They're praying. Now, Lord, consider their threats and enable your servants to speak the word with great boldness. Stretch out your hand to heal and perform miraculous signs and wonders through the name of your holy servant, Jesus. After they prayed, after, not before, the place where they were meeting was shaken. And they were filled with what? With the Holy Spirit and spoke the word of God boldly. They were filled with the Holy Spirit because of their prayers to God. Amen. Now, this filling of the Holy Spirit was temporarily, temporary. They were filled and they preached with boldness. And then the next day, they got threats. They needed to preach again and pray again to be full of the Holy Spirit. But therein lies the lesson. Prayer is not enough to fill you with the Holy Spirit. It's radical prayer that fills you with the Holy Spirit. Only those who pray radically can be filled temporarily with the Holy Spirit of God. As disciples, we have that power from the Lord. So my challenge to you is not to pray. I know you pray. It's to pray radically. How do you pray radically? Well, you can pray in your, in your room alone, in the closet, close the door. Pray radically to your God, amen? And your God that hears you will fill you up with the Holy Spirit so you can do his will, amen? Pray radically. It's important to, to, to have these types of prayers. And you will be filled. Point number two. Worship radically. 
We have the, the Washington, D.C. group over here. They worship radically, amen? They were singing so, so, so radically yesterday during the man's session. I just started to cry. I, I was so happy. I was like, man, these guys are fired up for the Lord, amen? And we could get fired up for a sporting event. We could get fired up for a concert. Why not get fired up for the Lord, amen? Ephesians chapter 5, let's go there. Second way to be full of the Holy Spirit, you got to worship radically. Ephesians 5. Let's read here in verse 18. It says, do not get drunk. That's good. <laughs> you can make a sermon out of that one. Amen? In Miami, yes. Especially in Miami. Do not get drunk on wine, which leads to debauchery. Instead, be filled with what? With the Spirit. How? Speak to one another with psalms, hymns, and spiritual songs. Sing and make music in your heart to the Lord. Always giving thanks to God, the Father, for everything in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ. That's how you get full of the Holy Spirit, worshiping radically. See, uh, so, some of us, I, I, I saw you singing. You're singing radically, but some of you are not singing radically. If you don't sing radically, you don't get full of the Holy Spirit. Well, you may say, well, I don't know the lyrics. Well, the songs are repetitive. <laughs> well, I don't know how to repeat them. Well, read them, up, read them right here. Amen? There's no excuse to not worship radically your Lord Jesus Christ. Amen? No excuse. But that's one of the ways that you get full of the Holy Spirit. You, you, you get full of the Holy Spirit when you sing radically, not just sing. If you sing, you don't get full of the Holy Spirit. If you sing radically, you do. See, music is powerful. Music was made by God to worship him. Satan knows that. And therefore, Satan uses music to deceive people. I'm from Sao Paulo, Brazil. Amen? That city is like uh, Latin New York. 24 million people. Subways packed. What's everybody doing in the subway? Listening to music. I don't know if that's the way it is on campus here. Everybody's listening to their... Why do they listen to music? Because it is worship. They're worshiping their, their, their music. Whatever that music may be. And that music often has bad words, etc. That's why music is powerful. So it's very important. If you want to be full of the Holy Spirit, we need to worship radically. And you'll be filled with the Holy Spirit only for a little bit of time. Then he goes away, and you need to get full of the Holy Spirit again. Amen? Amen. Point number three. Love the word radically. Not just love the word. Love the word radically. Luke 24. Let's go there. In Luke chapter 24, Jesus has resurrected from the dead. He appears to a few people. And then he appears to two on the, on the road. And they don't recognize them, but they recognize them afterwards. And one of the things that happens 
in this interaction between these two disciples and Jesus is this. Luke 24, verse 30. You guys with me? Yeah, let's start in verse 25. Verse 25, he says, He said to them, Jesus, how foolish you are, and how slow of heart to believe all that the prophets have spoken. Did not the Christ have to suffer these things and then enter into glory? And beginning with Moses and all the prophets, he explained to them what was said in all the scriptures concerning himself. Jesus did not have the Bible right here. Yet, he, he, he went through all the Bible explaining the messianic prophecies. As, as we know, there's, there's about 300 of them. He probably didn't do all 300. They didn't have the mind to understand that. But he told them a lot of the prophecies of the Bible. Amen? And they were convinced. And as we read, we keep reading here. Let's see what happens. And verse uh, 28. As they approached the village to which they were going, Jesus acted, acted as if he was going farther. He was testing them. But they urged them, him strongly, stay with us, for it is nearly evening. The day is almost over. So he went in to stay with them. When he was at the table with them, he took bread and gave thanks, broke it, and began to give it to the disciples. Then their eyes were opened, and they recognized him. And he disappeared from their sight. Can you imagine that? They, 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 they're fired up about the Messiah. And then they, oh, they're eating with them. And then they open their eyes spiritually. And they recognize that it is Jesus. Amen? They must have been like super amazed. Wow, it's Jesus. And then, bloop, he disappears. <laughs> they're going crazy at this point. Then they go back and they say this. <laughs> This is crazy. Um, verse 32. They asked each other, were not our hearts, what, burning within us? Well, he talked to, with us on the road and opened the scriptures to us. They got up at once and, re, and, and to return to Jerusalem. Amen? They said, our hearts were burning. Now, we know that is a metaphor. Amen? Your hearts can literally not burn. But they were burning. Their hearts were on fire for the Lord. What made their hearts be on fire? The Word of God. The Bible. See, as disciples, we need to love the Word of God. But radically. See, reading the Bible, having your quiet times, does not fill you with the Holy Spirit. You only get filled if you read the Word of God radically. If you get a lesson from the Bible, if you get a nugget from the Scriptures... Then you feel radically with God. Sometimes we can read the Bible and have our quiet time. But five minutes later, you forgot you had your quiet time. I forget sometimes what I had for breakfast. What did I have for breakfast? I don't know. The Bible fills you up with the Holy Spirit of the Lord. But it needs to be an effort. There needs to be a, 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 a desire, a passion, a burning there needs to be in your hearts a deep longing to learn from the Word of God. Amen? Amen? And that's how you get filled with the Holy Spirit. Only for a little bit of time. And then you need to do it again. Amen? 
I've been a disciple for 23 years. And I've read the Bible 23 times. And I do that every year, but that's, it's beyond that. It's thinking about the scriptures. I recommend that you read in different versions. You can read NIV, ESV. If you speak other languages, read in other languages. I mean, just try to get the word of God in your heart. Burning, burning. It needs to be a fire. That's what's kept me faithful all these years. Some people ask me, well, how, how come you've been leading? I mean, I've, led, I've been in the ministry since 19, January of 1999, continuously. Most leaders have stopped for a little bit. I have not. I've been in the ministry since January of, well, of, of 1999. Why? I am not the most talented. I'm definitely not the best looking. I'm not the best speaker. But I have a fire for the word of God. Amen. A fire for the word. I read many books. I mean, I read many, many, many books a year. But the more I read, the more I fall in love with the word of God. The word of God is eternal. You need to read a lot beyond the Bible. But the more you read beyond the Bible, the more it convinces you about the Bible. I read books about Bible contradictions. I read about textual variances. I read everything because I want to be equipped to teach the word of God. Amen. I got my doctorate degree in ICCM. I wrote a pure purity book, amen? And, but I wrote the book for me, amen? I didn't write it for you. I wrote it for me, amen? But why? Those are quiet times I had. The book was easy to write because I had many, many quiet times about purity in my notes. We need to be full with the Holy Spirit. It's, it's very important for you to write notes every day of your quiet time. Don't be super spiritual and go, well, I'm reading the Bible right now. And through osmosis... It's going to come into my heart. There we go. It's going to, it's going to, it's going to. I have the Bible in my heart. <laughs> Amen. Last point, number four. How do you get full of the Holy Spirit? Love the mission radically. Amen. Love the mission. In Acts chapter 11. Talks about Barnabas. Says that you was full of the Holy Spirit. Why? Look what happened. Acts 11. You guys with me here? Acts chapter 11, verse 22. It says, News of this, Antioch being evangelized, reached the ears of the church at Jerusalem, and they sent Barnabas to Antioch. When he arrived, he saw the evidence of the grace of God, and he was glad and encouraged them all to remain true to the Lord with all their hearts. He was a good man, full of what? Full of the Holy Spirit and faith. And a great number of people were brought to the Lord. And evidence of being full of the Holy Spirit is loving the word of, uh, loving evangelism and the mission radically, amen? He was full of the Holy Spirit. Because he was full of evangelism. Amen? He was full of preaching the word of God. See, when you love the mission radically, you're full of the Holy Spirit. See, part of keeping us faithful is doing Bible studies. Because you do the discipleship study with your friend, 
And he goes, well, um, Jesus was a fisherman. Are you a fisherman? No. Am I fishing for men? You know what? I haven't evangelized much lately. Whoa, I got to repent. Amen. So, so when you do the Bible studies, yes, it, God saves your friend. Amen. But God helps you to repent and keep you saved in the Lord. Amen. Got to love the mission radically. That's one way you get full of the Holy Spirit. Uh, when we love the mission, we're fired up for the Lord. I know that nothing is impossible. We just had a conference in Sao Paulo, Brazil, one week before you guys. And the Lord was great, great to us. We, we had a record, like I, like I preached before, 10 baptisms, amen, that Sunday, four restorations, and one place membership from Miami, Damaris, amen. That was incredible. And on top of that, God allowed us to plant our third church in Brazil called Campinas. Amen? The team is all filled with campus students. The leaders are campus students. Amen? They just graduated. The Lord is doing amazing things. But why? Because you love the mission radically. So this is, this is four ways to get full of the Holy Spirit. In conclusion... We want to go to the mountain. We want to go to the unshakable mountain. But in order to go to that mountain, we ourselves need to be unshakable. Yes, we will sin and we need to repent. Amen? And we will repent. But to be unshakable, you can't do it on your own. You need the Holy Spirit. But you need to be full of the Holy Spirit. How do you get full of the Holy Spirit? Well, we read it today. You gotta pray radically, not just pray. Number two, you gotta worship radically, not just worship. Lead, uh, sing every song as if you were the song leader. Number three, love the word radically, not just read the Bible. And number four, love the mission radically. Sages World Sector, you are awesome. Thank you for inviting me, and to God be the glory. Amen.